You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. In this segment, guest Tina Powell, licensed insolvency trustee with MMP. The differences between a bankruptcy and a consumer proposal. What to do when you're in hot water financially. One of our goals, and I think we achieve it, is to educate people as much as we possibly can. And we have the opportunity to do that with guests from time to time. Of course. Including today. And I'm so excited to welcome our next guest. We have Tina Powell from MMP, and we're going to have her talk to us a little bit about debt trends. And, you know, what happens if you own a house and you can't do a refinance and, you know, your situation is just not in a good place? Or if you don't own a home and you can't leverage that equity, what should you do with your debt? And I think we have Tina on the line. Hello. Hi, Tina. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Hi, Tina. Hi. Uh, maybe give us a, a little intro about who you are and what your role is uh, with MMP. So, hi, my name's Tina Powell. I'm a licensed insolvency trustee and senior vice president with MMP Limited. I'm based, based out of the Dartmouth, Nova Scotia office, and we help individuals and businesses who are experiencing a financial crisis. Excellent. And, you know, we always hear in the media, Todd, that Canadians are just so, so indebted. You know, Tina, do you have any stats around, you know, what that looks like? Well, sure. We know that Atlantic Canadians seem to be leading the pack in several of the statistics that the latest survey uh, uh, released. And mainly Atlantic Canadians are the most likely to regret the debt that they've taken on, with 70% concerned about their ability to repay their debt. Those are some pretty significant statistics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tina, I guess the trend is as inflationary challenges like we've never seen, uh, at least not in my lifetime. We've heard of interest rates, but I shouldn't say in my lifetime, I guess in the 80s, interest rates were, were sky high, but in, in, in for not very, very long time. So there's, I think, a, a bit of a perfect storm out there right now for people, I would think, eh, that have been hit with a lot of these challenges. Oh, for sure. We see that uh, with the holiday bills coming in and mortgage renewals on the horizon, the surge in cost of living, many are at a at a loss to be able to cope. They've basically uh, taken all necessary measures they can and reduced discretionary spending in their budget. But for many, there's just simply no room for any further cuts. We're still, still, we're certainly seeing this with clients coming to see us every day, Tina. So many clients that are at renewal are wanting to do a refinance, maybe not just due to their indebtedness, just due to the amount of payments. But, you know, I, the challenge that we sometimes have, and I always say we can get a mortgage for everyone, um, but you know, there has to be enough equity in the property. And we sometimes see people that are coming up for renewal and there's just not enough equity to refinance. Like, what is the message that, you know, you want to tell those people? Like, is there an option? Like, is there hope? Um, you know, what should they do that, you know, if they really are underwater, there's not enough money to go around every month and they're robbing Peter to pay Paul and they can't refinance. If there's not another option, you know, what should they do? Sure. Well, by the time people often seek our assistance, they have been dealing with their debt 
for years and sometimes even decades, mm-hmm. paying thousands of dollars in interest. Many of these individuals can benefit greatly from a conversation with a licensed insolvency trustee. That conversation can be simply uh, a review of their budget or putting a budget together or setting up uh, an informal debt repayment plan. But many of these households will require the services of a licensed insolvency trustee, but there are options available and many will benefit from maybe filing a personal bankruptcy or doing a proposal to their creditors. And those are the kinds of things that licensed insolvency trustees can provide to those who are experiencing financial difficulty. What uh, d- Describe the demographics, and I'm not sure if they've changed or not, with the type of people that you're seeing. Are, are you seeing older people, younger people, uh, people uh, uh, different with different job backgrounds, different professions? I'm assuming that that's probably happening. You're seeing more and more people, uh, similar to what we hear people needing other services, like uh, not to say it's people need food banks who are see- who are going to see you, but you talk to people who run food banks and they say, man, we've never seen people in, in who are working and have these situations. So tell us more about the demographics and the type of people that are find themselves in the situation where they can use your services. You know, there's no real trend. We see people from all different professions, all different income levels, and and all different uh, financial situations who come in. And most often, they're carrying large amounts of unsecured debt mm-hmm. that they're unable to pay, with many that have already been experiencing extreme collection pressure from the creditors, and in some cases are having their wages garnished. Right. Yeah, that can be a very scary time. Often, the people that I'm seeing... The credit's usually good. Uh, usually people are making their payments. But I always think, like, if you get to that point where you can't make your minimum payment, if you have collections, if you have judgments, they should already have been talking to someone uh, that's a trustee, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm most curious about is what's the difference between a bankruptcy and what's the difference between a consumer proposal? And maybe just tell us that first, Tina, and I'll have a follow-up question. Sure. Well, there are some notable differences. A consumer proposal is a formal debt settlement that requires approval from the unsecured creditors. And it's basically just a simple majority of unsecured creditors accepting the formal offer that's put forth by the trustee and it's binding on the total unsecured creditor pool. But in in its consumer proposal, you get to keep your assets, you file your own tax returns, You're not required to report your income monthly like you would be in a bankruptcy scenario. It's a lot easier on your credit rating, and you have a set monthly payment amount. Whereas there's some, in the bankruptcy, there are, it can be much harder on your credit score, and the trustees responsible to follow your tax returns. You basically have to report your income monthly for a period of time. It's based on your income level and whether it would be if you've had a prior bankruptcy or not. And uh, and in a bankruptcy, only assets that are exempted by federal or provincial legislation are able to be maintained by the the individual. What are but those? Well, always, sorry to interrupt you, but what are those assets that are protected? Sure. So in Nova Scotia, an individual can keep uh, their household items, 
They can keep RSPs except for any contributions in the last 12 months. Life insurance policies with preferred beneficiaries are exempt. Um, a vehicle up to $6,500 in value. Tools of trade up to $7,500 in value. But in both a consumer proposal and a bankruptcy, there are also some similarities as well. Which are? Well, uh, both of them are a formal process that's mm-hmm. used to repay your debt. And both offer legal protection from your creditors, such as for things like garnishments and collection calls. And there's two counseling sessions that are mandatory in a consumer proposal and a bankruptcy. And both have the option for individuals who want to maintain uh, a secure debt for something like a home or a vehicle. Uh, they still have the option to maintain that that debt so they can keep that asset if that's what they choose. Got it. Would you say, uh, you know, a consumer proposal might be someone who's more asset rich but cash poor and bankruptcy would be for someone that, you know, has maybe less assets? Like which type of process would be good for what type of person, I guess, is what I'm getting at? Sure. Well, a consumer proposal is, definitely uh, the trend these days. People are loving consumer proposals. It's been a huge surge of uh, proposals over the last few years. But to file a uh, proposal, one of the most important key factors is that you have to have positive cash flow. So Mm -hmm. if your budget is underwater, Mm -hmm. then maybe a proposal may not be the best option. But uh, that's when we would look at a bankruptcy. But in most cases, just working through a budget plan with with these households and uh, freeing up some of the debt payments will enable these individuals to be able to file a consumer proposal to avoid a bankruptcy. I read recently that the amount of bankruptcies across the country is up and they're up also in Nova Scotia. Do you have any stats related to that, Tina? Like, are you seeing more customers sure. now? Yes, we're definitely seeing an uptick in, in individuals needing our services. But year over year, that's based uh, on the November 23rd data. Personal insolvencies are up 26.2% in Nova Scotia. So that's a pretty significant jump for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, when people do go through the uh, through the filing of the bankruptcy and it's and 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 it's 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 actually filed, uh, what is it? It's a year of payments. Is that correct? Is that how it works? Well, for a first time bankrupt, depends upon your income. There's a you do have the possibility that you could get discharged within nine months. Mm-hmm. But if your income is uh, is at higher than the uh, the uh, income guidelines set by the superintendent of bankruptcy, you could be looking at 21 months. For second and third bankruptcies, you're looking at from you know two to three years, depending upon your income as well. How often do you see second and third in bankruptcies? Man, oh man, that's got to be brutal. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, we see a lot of, of multiple filings for individuals. You know what? That's not good news. I always say... You know, do it once, get your situation cleaned up, and don't do it again. And I always say that, you know, if you've been through a consumer proposal or if you've been through a bankruptcy, make sure you're making all your payments going forward Mm -hmm. and don't do it again. Obviously, we know life events happen. 
you know, people lose their job, there's health issues, there's matrimonial breakdown. And I think you can probably confirm, Tina, if that's the main causes or not. Uh, but I would say don't do that again, obviously, if it can be avoided. Yeah, and I agree. You're totally right. You hit it right on the the, the head on the nail, Clinton, that those are some of the main reasons. Uh, now we're seeing uh, a little bit of a trend towards the cost of living and the rising interest rates uh, being some of the reasons that individuals are filing. But when we do have some uh, somebody that's come in that has maybe filed a previous bankruptcy, we really do our best to avoid a second filing of a bankruptcy mm-hmm. and try to do a consumer proposal, which will, you know, basically it's much easier on their credit rating. Of course. Okay. Uh, Tina, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. Good insight. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me on. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.